Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Uh, go with me to Mark chapter 4. If you've got a Bible, go to Mark chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, totally not a big deal. All the words will be tonight on the screen, and so you can follow along. Uh, what we're doing tonight is we're finishing a like little two-week mini-series that we started last week called Ready to Receive. And the whole reason we're doing this is because we are getting ready for a pretty big couple weeks uh, here in LYC and here in our church. Uh, a couple things going on. Number one, next week. Uh, at this time next week, we will be officially at summer camp. Can I hear someone make some noise? Uh, so we got camp coming up, and then we have uh, the week after that, I believe, or somewhere uh, pretty close to that, we have our Bolivia mission trip. Anybody you're going on our Bolivia mission trip, you will be going to Bolivia. We got one, two, uh, anybody else. We got a couple people, maybe aren't here tonight, but a couple people going to Bolivia. And um, we got lots of opportunities. Um, but by the way, maybe you're not going to summer camp. Maybe you're not going uh, to Bolivia, uh, but can I say that there's always an opportunity because God is always speaking. God is always trying to get our attention. God is always trying to get a hold of our heart. And really what we've been talking about is the reality that you can be um, uh, given something and just not be ready to receive it. Uh, Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever got the wind knocked out of you before? Someone just said that's the worst. Like, can, can we agree it's the worst feeling to get the wind knocked out of you? I remember I grew up playing hockey uh, for a lot of my life. And I remember one time I was skating. And I don't know if you can think of a hockey rink, but uh, all along the bottom, there's, there's like these little it's like plastic liner thing. And uh, one of the pieces of plastic was just shot out. And I didn't see it. And I went to go, to go try to grab the puck. And my stick got caught in between that piece of plastic and got me right here and like flipped me. Ill. Oh, I could still feel it thinking about it. Getting the wind that knocked out is the worst. And I don't know if anybody's ever accidentally thrown a baseball, accidentally thrown a basketball, thrown something, thinking you were paying attention and you weren't, and boom, you get hit in the stomach. You're just not ready to receive. And I, I think legitimately there are so many uh, people, uh, maybe in here tonight, this applies to you. As a matter of fact, I think it probably does apply to you because it applies to all of us to some degree. That there have been opportunities where, where God has been trying to get something to you. God's been trying to speak to you. We got people stealing chairs, man. It's church. You stealing a chair? We're just church. You're just stealing stuff, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just like everyone's looking at you, so you might as well call it out. Um, uh, but like there's been opportunities where God is trying to do something and, and you're just not ready to receive. And so we talked about last week, just posturing our heart. And uh, what I want to do tonight, which by the way, the reason we did one song of worship tonight is because we're going to do a couple of songs at the end and give it a chance for us to just respond and uh, let what God's doing kind of just seal in our heart. Um, and so we're, we're doing abbreviated worship up front, but I want to give you just some really practical, someone say practical, just some practical thoughts tonight. And uh, if, if anything else, if you're here and you're like, I don't really know if I buy into the whole church thing. I don't know if I buy into the whole God thing. I'm kind of, I don't really know. Um, if anything, uh, t- tonight, if you'll uh, listen, you'll at least understand how everything works. Because actually God's kingdom 
the way things operate in God's kingdom, it's actually incredibly simple. It's not complicated at all. And we're going to look at a passage tonight in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 13, I believe it is. And um, it's going to be an explanation to a parable. Uh, Anybody, could you give me the definition of a parable? And and, 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 any whiz kids in here? Give me the definition of a parable, a story that is told. Come on, any, any, yeah, Joel. To teach. A story that, that's told, and it's told to give an example or an illustration to teach something. And so Jesus gave this parable. And here's the parable. He gives this parable of this guy that goes out. Any farmers in here? We got any farmer? Any farmer people? Like, Sebastian, you're a farmer. What do you farm? <laughs> um, I, I farm youth. I don't know if that sounds legal. That doesn't sound legal, man. That sounds illegal, to be honest. Um, but it, it, it tells a story about a farmer that goes out and he plants seed. He's like, he's scattering seed. And, um, and, and some seed didn't work. Some, some seed, it, it didn't bring any kind of like crop. It didn't bring anything from it. And, and then some seed did. And his disciples go, um, Jesus, can you please explain to us what you're talking about? And by the way, Jesus said um, that the entire kingdom of God, it works like this. And, and I, I want to show you tonight why either you do or you don't grow. E- either why currently you are thriving and flourishing with God or currently you're not. Because by the way, um, relationship with God, there is no neutral. So, so you're tonight, you're either in one of two categories. Either you are moving forward and you're making progress and you are thriving or currently you are in reverse going backwards. Any, anybody uh, that has their license, does anybody know how, how to drive a stick shift? Anyone know how to drive a manual transmission? All my people right here. I, I remember getting... Um, uh, getting a Toyota Corolla when I was 17 years old and it was a, a manual transmission stick shift and I got it for one reason and one reason alone because I knew if I didn't own one, I'd never learn how to drive one and I'll never forget my grandpa taking me to this big hill and teaching me how to uh, balance the clutch so that on a hill I didn't roll backwards in traffic and smash into someone's car and I didn't hit the gas and go forward and smash into somebody else's car. Can I say that there there is no balancing act in relationship with God? You, You might think right now, that you're kind of just like, you know, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm balancing. I'm, you, you're not. You're either moving forward and you're growing and you're, and you're making progress or you're going backwards. And even if you can't see it or recognize it, you are, you're falling away from where, where God wants you to. And I'm going to help you to see tonight why either you're moving forward or you're moving backwards. Because we're, we're about to read every single one of us Look at your neighbor and say, that means you. Okay, look at your other neighbor, the one you ignored the first time ago, that means you too. Okay, every single one of us. Remember we did this one time? Uh, everybody, take your finger and point, point, it, point at yourself. Say, I am. <laughs> I'm kidding, I won't make you say that I am the problem. Uh, but but, but here, here's, someone's like, I am the problem, actually, though I am. Um, but here's the reality. Every one of us, you're gonna find yourself in this passage tonight. Like you will find yourself in this passage because I promise you, every one of us were somewhere in here. So Mark chapter four, Jesus is giving an explanation to his parable about how the whole kingdom of God works. His disciples go, Jesus, 
Teach us, what are you talking about? And so here's his explanation. And he said to them, well, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? In other words, if you don't get this, you won't get God's kingdom. If you can't understand this, you will not understand anything in God's kingdom. He goes, do you not understand this? How then will you understand all the parables? Verse 14, listen to what he says. He says, the sower, someone says the sower, the sower sows the word. So just quick observation. Um, Jesus said in this parable, the seed that the farmer is scattering, it's the word of God. Now I, I, I could spend like three months talking, talking about this, but here, here's what I want you to see tonight. God does not care. God does not care about the vibe. God, God doesn't care about you having a cool moment or an experience. By the way, like I'm pumped about camp, but one of the things I really hate about camp is that camp can, be some, can become so experiential. I don't know, man, just something happened and it was like a vibe and I felt the, the music and the moment. And, 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 and the problem with that is, is that we live from experience to experience. We live from moment to moment rather than being able to live every single day with God. The, the, the Bible says, hey, here's what God's interested in. God's interested in getting his word in your heart. That's what God's interested in. God's not trying to give you an experience or a vibe or God's trying to give you and get to you his word. Because what we will see is it is his word. Someone say the word. It's his word that changes our life. Like I, I've been doing this long enough to see hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands at this point of kids go to camp, have an amazing moment, go on a mission trip. Oh, I was incredible, man. And three weeks later, be the exact same person they used to be. Do you know why? Because moments, experiences, don't, don't have lasting effect the way we think they do. So verse 14 goes, the sower sows the word. Here's the whole thing. God is trying to get the word to you. Verse 15, he says, uh, and these are the ones by the wayside when the word is sown, when they hear Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Verse, verse 16 just keep on rolling with me. These likewise are the ones sown on the stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness, verse 17, but they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Verse 18, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones who they hear the word. Verse 19, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground. They hear the word, they accept it and they bear fruit. Some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. Uh, real quick, can I, can I get five quick volunteers just for, for, for a way of, I need Sebastian, Kimberly, uh, Brad, come here, Joel and Liam. There's, come stand right here. I, I, I just want you guys to, to visually see something. We got five people, did I count right? Yes, I'm good at counting. 
Um, by the way, you're all book, more book smart than me. Let's just, it is what it is. Um, so we got five people up here. In the parable we just read, every single person heard the word. They're all in church tonight. They all went to camp, went to missions trip. They all, boom, heard the word. Boom, heard the word. Yeah, like it's not like don't, yeah, we're not like knocking people out. In the name of Jesus, in the name of God. That'd be weird, right? Like everyone hears the word. But if, if you'll go read the parable, Brad, go sit down. Liam, go sit down. Joel, go sit down. Sebastian, go sit down. Only one person, only one person actually makes forward progress and actually sees transformation in their life. That should be alarming to us. You can sit down, Kimberly, thank you. That should be alarming to us to go, well, hold on. So just because I go to church doesn't mean that anything. Just because I read my Bible doesn't necessarily mean my life's transformed. Wait a minute, just because I like do my devotions every day doesn't mean life transformation ha happens. No, we, we see five different examples, which by the way, this is why, why, why people in church get frustrated. I don't know, man, it's like it doesn't really, like, doesn't really work for me. Eh, no, you, you're just one of the four who, who the word is being sown, the seed is out there, God is speaking, but because of the condition of your heart, someone say a heart. It's because your heart is not right, because your heart has issues, you never see life transformation the way that God desires. If you take it out, you can write down the title of the sermon, super simple tonight. It's just this, uh, the soil is everything. The soil is everything. Do you have anything in your life that you nerd out about? Anybody? Uh, Joel, what do you nerd out about? Everything. Give me an example of something you just nerd out about. D&D. What is D&D? Oh, uh, my bad, bro. My bad, my bad. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, Isaac, what do you nerd out about? Like, how do you... <coughs> choking on water. How do you nerd out about music? Just, just messing around, okay. Uh, anybody else, you, you nerd out on stuff. What do you nerd out on, Caitlin? Art. Okay, what do you nerd out about? Music. Music, okay. Someone over here, I saw him. What do you nerd out about? Military, military history. Military, military history. Don't mess with that man. He's got weapons on him right now. Anybody else, something you, that you nerd, yeah, Lane, what do you nerd out about? Any type of animal ever. Any type of animal ever. Animal, I will know at least fa five facts about. I will test you later. <laughs> um, one more, what do you nerd out about? Wolves. I, I, I convinced my kid that, our, that one of our neighbors has a wolf. It's a husky, but I'm like, yeah, they think it's a wolf. Um, I got tons of things I nerd out about. One of the things me and Isaac was talking, talking about, I, th I think it was us recently. Um, I nerd out about my watch. Don't ask me why, because it has no impact on my life, but I'm always like, how many steps did I get today? A anyone wearing a watch, let's just, uh, I got 8,500, 8,536. What do you got, Isabel? Oh, what do you got, Isaac? See, like it's, who cares? But, but I care. I look at my calories every day. Like uh, someone, uh, Isaac or Isabel, tell me, what are your calories at today? 25, 25 wow, 2106. 
Nice. You need to eat less, apparently. Um, like I just, I just nerd out. And one of the things that I'm, that I need to nerd out about, like I don't nerd out currently, but I need to, is I need to start nerding out about the soil at my house. Because I'm just going to be honest with you, my grass, it's embarrassing. Like I'm embarrassed by my grass right now. My grass, the amount of money and time I have spent to have a nice yard, my yard looks terrible. And I was talking to a friend recently, like, bro, what is up with our grass? Like, like our grass looks terrible. It's the worst. I'm embarrassed. I don't even want to come home at night. What is wrong with my grass? He's like, it, it's got to be our soil. Like, it, like it's got, like, like we, we did everything, but the soil, what we see in this passage is that it's not a matter of whether or not you hear the word, because a lot of you, you were raised in church. You know more Bible than I do probably. Matter of fact, I'll say, I'll say for a lot of you, um, you know more than you even think you know. It, it's in you. The problem is the soil's no good. I'm gonna give you really quickly just five thoughts t- tonight, five thoughts from this passage about the condition of our heart. Number one is, is this, um, f- five things that we, if we're, if we're gonna be ready to receive, we need to not do. Number one is don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. We won't read every verse for time's sake, but the first thing we see is that uh, the Bible says there's one person, the word's going out, God is speaking, there's an opportunity, but you're just distracted. You ever been distracted before? I, I used to get in trouble all the time. Um, all right, can I, can I touch your guitar? Yeah. I used, to distract, I used to get in trouble all the time because uh, when I was in high school, my parents would be trying to talk to me, and I'd be like... I'm sorry, what did you say? And my dad would be like, put the guitar down. I, I, I don't know if you do this in your house. I would walk around my house like people wanted to hear me. Will you guys turn the TV down? I'm kind of jamming over here. It's, it's sick. And they'd be like, Brandon, you're not listening. I, I can't tell you how many times that I'm, I'm preaching. Uh, it happens, by the way, not just in youth. Uh, it happens on Sunday mornings. It happens everywhere, like, anywhere I've ever preached where people are just like, you can tell like, bro, you're not even listening right now. You're picking your nose. You're trying to get that girl's number. You, like, you are trying so hard right now to not pass gas. And you, like, you're just like, I just, I, you're distracted. <laughs> and there's so often in life, we just get distracted. The Bible says the first person, the, the, the word comes, but immediately the enemy just comes and thank you. Thank you very much. And, and because we are distracted, what God's saying, it, it hits us. And before we even register it, he's like, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And immediately the enemy takes it away. Can I just encourage you that if you will be ready, going to be ready to receive, you have to just say, hey, when I'm, in, when, when I'm in a place, when I have an opportunity, I'm not going to be distracted. God, God my attention is gonna be set on you. This is why Jesus said, anyone who has ears to hear, let them hear. I, I know you have physical ears, but anyone who will go, no, 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 it's an opportunity. Let me just speak to, to, to camp for a second. Um, like when we're in sessions, don't allow your neighbor or your, or, or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your friend, or like don't get distracted. Lean in. Do you know one of the number one reasons why I take notes? 
why when I, when I show up to church, you don't have to, I would encourage you to, but you don't, I bring a Bible and notes because if I'm just sitting there, I'm like, like, like the, a couple Sundays ago, Pastor Gil was preaching and I didn't have my Bible and notes and I'm trying to listen. But at the same time, I'm like, man, the stained glass window looks bright today. That butterfly, why do people love the butterfly so much? There's so many people that love the butterfly and I'm like, I don't get it, man. This stained glass window is doing, and I just, I'm distracted. And meanwhile, I'm missing what God has for me. So number one, don't get distracted. Number two, if you're taking notes, write this down. My second thought for you is um, don't leave early. Don't leave early. Brandon, what do you mean don't leave early? Here's what I mean. Um, There's a lot of times that God is speaking to you and your first opportunity, you're out the door. Um, Like a, a really good example of this, is uh, like at camp. And by the way, if you're not going to camp, this applies to so many areas and and I'll I'll give you an example in a a minute. But it's like camp, we're sitting there and man, like like the the Lord is just there. It's like, hey, tonight, like there's ministry happening. uh, But if, you know, you feel good, and you're like, it's like, it's just nachos, man. Like, Like it's not that big of a deal, but the first opportunity that I get, I'm gone. And what we have to realize is sometimes the... The, the thing that God is doing in us, it needs time to settle. You heard it, but you haven't allowed it to settle yet. The Bible says, you can throw that up there, Mark chapter uh, 4, verse 16. Listen to this one. Mark chapter 4, verse 16 says this. It's coming on the screen. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear, hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Verse 17, but having no root, having no depth in themselves, it endures only for a time. Man, camp was dope. Oh man, mission trip, man, God was speaking. Oh man, that, and, and it, like you hear it, like you're in for it for a minute, but you have no depth to yourself. You, you, you don't allow anything to sink deep and be why, why because you're you're leaving early uh jenny and i we we work out of this gym kind of i like never go but she does um it's called isi it's like this group fitness class thing and um, there's this one guy i was there it was really funny i was there for a session um and um the the coach was like matthew wasn't matt tillery um he's like matthew do not leave because apparently this guy has a habit, the workout's over and like, it's time for like cool down stretching. And he's like, all right guys, I'm good, man. Good, good, good session today, good sweat. And he's like, no, 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 you're not leaving, man. And, and this coach is like very like large, very muscular. Like I'm afraid of him, coach Tim, whatever you say, man, you're the boss here. He's like, no, 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 no. You're staying to stretch today. And he, he goes, because you're not getting the full benefit of what we're doing because you're leaving early. Can I say, so often we don't get the full benefit of what God's trying to do because we're quick to leave. We're quick to to, to get it from the table. You're sitting there, you're reading, you're trying to receive from God and you're quick to move on. Don't be quick to move on. Linger, stay. One of the things that I, that I, that I hate the most if you know me at all, you know one of the things I love the most is I love to get up early and I love to read my Bible. I love reading my Bible. And one of the things I hate the most, oh, I hate when someone rushes me. Oh, don't. If I got coffee in, in my Bible, don't you rush me, man. 
I might be reading the Bible, but you might get stabbed. Don't, don't, don't rush me. And, and here, here's why I don't like being rushed. I don't like being rushed because I can tell a difference. When I read, and I'm gone. I can tell a difference when I do that as opposed to when I read or I, I think about it. I write some things down. I think and, I, and, I'm, and I'm processing deeply, God, what are you speaking to me? Then I close my Bible and I can just sit and I can think. The other day I went to Starbucks, not because I love Starbucks. I actually really don't like Starbucks very much anymore, uh, but I needed a quiet place to go where my children weren't screaming and being awake very early. And so I went to Starbucks and um, I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just pack up all my stuff. And I just, I just went for, for a long 30 minute, long, I went for a 30 minute walk for no other reason, but just to think and pray and let this thing that God was speaking to me just sink in deep. Don't, don't leave early, don't get distracted. Don't leave early. No, no, number three, write this down if you're taking notes. If you really wanna receive, um, don't give in. Don't give in. Mark chapter four, verse 17, it says this. It says, and they have no root in themselves and so only do it for a time. Listen to this. And afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises, listen, for the word's sake. Why does the enemy bring tribulation or persecution? Why does he attack our life? One reason the Bible says, one reason. One reason only, to get you to give up on this. Have you ever had this happen before? Um, you get really excited about something only to immediately face an opposition. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever made a decision before and the moment you make the decision, you have an opportunity to go back on that decision? Uh, my, my wife and I were talking uh, this past week about just getting really tight with our budget. We're like, you know what? Our money is out of control right now. I feel like we're spending money everywhere. We're just, we need to, we need to get, get control of our budget. And, um, and the moment we're like, okay, we're just we're in the budget and really, really steward our finances well, that day, the devil is a liar. That, I'm, I'm kidding, uh, but he is. Uh, that day, Jenny gets a text from a friend. One of the things I've really wanted for quite a, lot, quite a while is I want a Traeger grill, man. I, I just feel like more of a man, bro, if I could just like smoke some ribs, you know? And so I, I want a Traeger grill. And a friend of ours texted us, hey, we're getting rid of our Traeger grill. We'll sell it to you for this price. Do you want it? And immediately I'm like, we just said 30 seconds ago, no more spending money. We just said 30 seconds ago, no, and, and I thought, how funny, like the moment we make a decision, we have an opportunity to go back on that decision. Can, can I tell you what the enemy does so often? The moment you really start hearing from God and God starts doing something in your life, and that word starts sinking down, man, God's speaking to me, God's talking to me. Man, I feel, I feel, I feel like God's really, you have an opportunity to go backwards. And usually it comes through difficulty pain, hardship, circumstance, challenge. The, Bi the Bible goes that, that tribulation, persecution, it comes for the purpose of you, getting, you going, you know what, it's too hard, it's too much, never mind, that must not have been God. I don't even know if I'm, and, and, and I'm just telling you, you gotta just go, I'm not gonna give in. I'm not giving in. I'm not gonna be distracted. 
I'm not going to leave early. I'm going to let it sink in. And no matter what happens, I'm not going to give in or give up. Number four, we're going to close here, here pretty quickly. Number four, uh, don't be fooled. This one, someone say this one, this one. This one I think applies to us the most, okay? I, I think this one probably applies to, to the most people in the room tonight. Um, here's the Bible says in Mark chapter four, verse 18 and 19. So if, if the enemy can't get you to be distracted, which by the way, for so many of you, you're not really prone to distraction. Some, some of you are. Some of you, like, you, 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 you got problems. Um, kidding. Um, but maybe not. Um, but for a lot of us, we're not prone to distraction. Um, a lot of us, I think, so last week was pretty evident. Uh, we lingered in worship for like a minute. And for the most part, our youth ministry, like, like our LYC, we're not, like, we're not trying to leave early. For the most part, it's like, no, like, like, we want to linger. We want to worship. We want to hear what God's saying. So that's sometimes, but, but not for the most part. Um, there's a lot of you in here tonight. You've gone through a lot of difficult things in your life, and you still haven't given up. You still haven't given in. And I applaud you. So, so I, I think all of them, they apply, but I think this one may be more than any. Because if the enemy can't get you to be distracted, and if he can't get you to leave early, and if he can't get you to just give up, what he does is he gets something in the soil of your heart that rather than taking the word out of it, just chokes it out and kills it. Here's what it says. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones who they hear the word, verse 19, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and listen to this, just the desire for other things. Just the desire for other things. Enter in, and it chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. It is ridiculous how many opportunities we have to just get distracted and just have desires for other things. I can't tell you how many times in my own life, God's really speaking to me. God's really doing something. God is like, okay, God, I'm, I'm all in and I'm leaning into you and I'm, I'm, I'm following you. And then all of a sudden, here's what I notice. I just start getting lots of opportunity to have desires for other things. Man, I'm like really into golf right now. Man, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, don't you laugh, man. I'm going senior tour one day. When I'm 65, I'll be playing out there for the U.S. Open. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm into golf. Uh, I'm, I'm prone to have, like, a million hobbies. Um, recently, I did, like, three months of jujitsu, and I loved it. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. If I could just get good enough to destroy Nick Finns, I would be. I, I like, I, running, um, like, like, you name it. I, I'm so prone to other things. And, and, and I got desire for other things. And at the same time, it's like, man, like it'd always be nice to have a little more money. And then like you're thinking about money, thinking about bills. You, and then all of a sudden it's like relationship. And there are so many things that you get in our heart. I remember being in high school and, and I was so like, Pastor Jenny, that's my wife, by the way. Pastor Jenny, she doesn't like it when I say this. She doesn't like it. Um, but, but I've told her before, if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have dated you. Isn't that the most romantic thing ever? Hey, babe, happy Valentine's Day. Why don't you read your card? Dear Jenny, the love of my life, if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have dated you. Like, that's like the worst line ever, right? But, but I've told her, be, because I can look backwards. 
And I was so distracted. And my heart was so filled with a desire just for you. I spend time with you and hang out with you and talk to you and faith, like all, all, all the time. I, I had so many desires for other things. And what happens is we live in the culture we live in. We live in the world we live in. And even though we're Christians, even though we're followers of Jesus, even though we love God, we get so pulled into just the culture. And I want to I have what everybody has. And I want to do what everyone's doing. And I want to look like, and, and all these things, they just find their way into our heart. How many of you know there's only so much room in your heart for so many things? Have you ever tried to pack a suitcase before and you got too many things in there? I, I broke a zipper one time trying to zip a suitcase that was way too full. Like there's only so much space. And here's what happens. We just, we start adding so many things in our life. We're just adding, adding, adding. And, and before you know it, it's like, if this were representation of what God's doing, little by little, all the things we're adding, it just chokes out and pushes out God's word. I, I, I will admit to you, there have been so, so many seasons of my adult life as a pastor as someone who's trying to follow Jesus, that I wake up and go, man, there's no real transformation happening in me right now. I'm not making forward progress. I'm going backwards. And it's not because I'm distracted. I'm not like, God, I'm, I'm pursuing you every day. It's not because I'm, I'm leaving early. No, you know, God, like I'm spending time with you and I'm like, like, I, like I am lingering with you and it's not because I'm giving up. Not having, having, it's because I just have too many things things that I've allowed to become desires of my heart and cares of my life. And it just chokes, pushes God's word out. See, four examples of people. They're sitting here. They're present. They're hearing God's moving, and yet no transformation will ever happen. I wonder if you find yourself in any of these four people, the distracted person, the person that's always looking at their watch, like, is it, can, like, God, are we done yet? The person's like, you know, I'm just, like, I'm done. I, 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 I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm giving up. Person who just, you're so consumed with the things of this world, the desires of your heart and the cares of your heart. Oh, they're so, they're not evil. They're just so culture, not, not him. And it, it pushes the word out. We end with this. Kimberly, you can come play. The, 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 the fifth one is this. And, and it's adult, but it's a positive. Because there is one person. Someone say one person. There is one person who transformation happens. Number five, you can write this down. Don't, don't delay. What do you mean don't delay? Verse, verse 20 says this. Mark chapter four, verse 20. It says, but these are the ones sown on good ground. I don't know about you, but I want my heart to be good ground. I want, my, I want my, my life to be good soil, good ground. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who, they hear the word, they accept it, and they bear fruit. Another translation, I don't remember what translation it is. I should have used that one. But it says they hear the word, they receive it, and they do it. Do you know how transformation happens? Like, it's, it's not a moment, man. I, I have directed camps 
and done missions trips and done conferences and done services and transformation doesn't happen because of these moments. No one ever goes to church or a camp or a car and no one's like, oh man, my, my life has changed forever. Yeah, right. That's emotion speaking. That's a moment speaking. I've experienced so many moments. Oh God, I'll never be the same. Oh, I'm gonna go home. Like you, you wouldn't understand this, but when I was in high school, like we didn't have like digital stuff. God, I'm gonna go home and I'm throwing away all of my CDs, all my bad music. Have you guys ever seen one of the CD binders? You know what I'm talking about? It's like my whole binder, God. Maybe half the binder. Let's negotiate. But a lot of it, God, I'm throwing it away. Moments don't change you. What changes you? What leads to experiencing the presence of Jesus and the power of God? Very simple. It's hearing the word, receiving it, and doing it. You've heard me tell the story probably a hundred times, but I'll never forget when I was 18 years old, graduating high school, I have no idea what I'm gonna do with my life. The last thing in, can you believe this? The last thing in the world that I wanted to do was anything in church. Oh no, God, heck, heck no. My parents are pastors, that's not my gig. I wanna be a musician. I wanna be an artist. I wanna be, I wanna do something else. Never forget sitting back row, Washington, D.C., and God's speaking to me. I'm calling you to ministry. Go back to your church. Tell your youth pastor you're in. God's calling me, and whatever I can do, I'm, I'm here to serve. God, God's put me here. And can I be honest? I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't go, oh, boy. <laughs> Unicorns, ra rainbows, and skittles. Jeez Louise, God. Yes. I was hoping you'd want me to be a pastor. No, I, I kind of received it like, oh, man. Okay. I, I, I hear what you're telling me, God. I receive that. I'm not rejecting it. I'm, not rece I'm receiving it, God. I'm going to go home, and I will not delay. I'm going to start doing, obeying living. I, I just, I just got, this, got this sense. I think there's some people here tonight, God's been speaking to you about some things. You're hearing it, but you're resisting it. Your problem is you're not going, God, no, no, no. I accept that. There, there's some people, God's speaking to you about some relationships you're in. God's speaking to you about some friends you have. God's speaking to you about some environments that, that, that you, you, you're in right now. God's speaking to, to, to you about some decisions and some patterns, and you know what the Bible says. You know what God, but you're resisting it. Transformation will never happen. Here's the lie. Well, maybe if I just get in a moment, maybe if I can just get to that place and, I'm, and, and I, it won't happen. Transformation happens when I hear God's word, when I receive it, and I do it. Don't delay. You want to receive from God and you want God to radically change and transform your life from the inside out. Don't be distracted. Don't you leave early. Don't give up and don't give in. Don't be fooled into thinking this world has more to offer you than God has to offer you. And do not delay. 
receive God's word and obey God's word. Can, can I pray for you? Just stand up and we hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.